I hope you didn't come to church today to get some Easter eggs and a hot cross bun, but, but that you came for a move of God, something fresh, something alive, something powerful. We saw that in the first service, many people just uh, at the front, just uh, letting the Holy Spirit just do something new and fresh in their lives. And I believe that's going to continue in this service today. So who's good for that this morning? Let's give me a hoy. So good to see uh, so many visitors here this morning. I just really want to say thank you for joining us. And if you are watching online as well, I want to say a great big welcome to you, uh, our online viewers. And thanks for tuning into One Heart Church this morning. And I really believe that God will minister to you wherever you are today. If you're listening to a podcast of this message and you're driving the tractor or at work or driving the bus, get back to work. But it's good to have you listening as you're here there. Didn't they do a wonderful job this morning? Great anointing on the worship today. Thanks, team. I want to begin my message this morning with a prophecy Jesus gave his disciples about himself. It's found in Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. Let me read it to you this morning. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders and the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. So it's at this point that Peter decides to correct Jesus, saying this would never happen to you. Now Jesus was giving the disciples a headline story uh, for what was going to happen to his life. So uh, if we read on, I've paraphrased Matthew chapter 27, uh, verses 62 to 65, just for time's sake. But the leading priests and the Pharisees, they were the religious leaders, um, they knew what Jesus had said, that on the third day that he would rise again. So they posted Roman soldiers at the tomb to secure it from anyone tampering with the body. It was a futile attempt to stop what Jesus was going to do. So in Matthew 28, verses 2 to 6, it says that the guards were terrified when an angel from heaven rolled aside the stone and sat on it. And it says that the two women went to the tomb and the angel spoke to them with these words. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. So Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate Jesus is risen from the dead. He's risen from death. So the big deal is that Jesus has victory over death. Uh, the penalty the earth inherits from sin. Jesus is, has had victory over that. See, the empty tomb is proof that Jesus has defeated sin and its penalty. But before there can be the resurrection, Jesus had to die. So the good part of it for us is that in dying, Jesus carries the penalty of our sin upon himself. The theme of our, our Easter uh, season this year has been unfailing love. In Proverbs 16 verse 6 says, Unfailing love and faithfulness make atonement for sin. I want to just take a moment to talk to you about what that word atonement means. It means to make amends for a wrong or an injury. We would pro probably call that compensation today. 
It's, it's a paying back for an injury or a hurt or a wrong. So in our world, the person who does wrong is expected to make amends for their wrong. So when we break the law, our criminal justice system's demands, we get a penalty for the crime. There is penalties for crimes. There are laws for about everything in, in these days. There is a law for everything you can imagine. Uh, and, and we can live outside the law. We can be breakers of the law. And we live within, when we live within the boundaries of the law, we, we live kind of free. If we break the law all the time, we'll find that our freedoms will be taken away. Sometimes we, we might have a, a penalty is a fine when we break the law. A penalty may be um, a suspended sentence. Um, uh, the, the harshest penalty would be to be put away from society in prison. But the unfailing love of Jesus doesn't... This is something you really, really need to take hold of today. Maybe you need to write this down, or if it's on the screen, you can take a picture. The, unlo- the, the unfailing love of Jesus doesn't bypass sin or diminish sins. It doesn't diminish sin's consequences. Jesus takes the penalty of sin and bears it himself. It's a really powerful concept we need to get our head around this morning. But we are sinners with no way out except through Jesus. So the religious person makes a mistaken observance of rituals for spiritual life. So that's not what Jesus had in mind for what he paid for our sin. See, the Apostle Paul came from the strictest Jewish sect, uh, a, a strict Jewish heritage. And he describes a relationship of faith in Jesus in the resurrection over his religious heritage. He's saying, I'm choosing this walk of faith rather than, my, than relying upon all the history and all the religious duties that I've grown up with. See, the power to, def- to defeat sin changed everything for Paul. That rearranged his priorities. In Philippians 3 verse 8, he says, everything is worthless when compared with the infinite value which comes to relationship of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I've I've made the emphasis there is Paul is referring to a relationship with God through Jesus that is more important than the religious background that he grew up with. Verse 10 says, I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ equals relationship and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Now, Jesus' resurrection is about transferring to us spiritual power over every form of darkness. It's transferred to us in the resurrection of Jesus. Colossians 2 verse 12 says, For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, And with him, you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. See, we baptize people or we get baptized as a declaration identifying ourselves with Jesus and the resurrection. His resurrection is ours. It says that when we're baptized, we go down under the water. It's a symbol of Christ's death his burial, and his resurrection when we come up out of the water. It's not just a religious observance. It is a spiritual transfer of faith that we become part of the resurrection through the baptism in water. See, the unfailing love of Jesus is confirmed 
through the resurrection and it's, it's where and how we can experience new life, a spirit-filled life. See, we don't, we don't gain anything from religious ceremonies, but we gain everything from a spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ as our saviour. I'm using a lot of scriptures this morning. Now, if you, have, if you haven't got a communion pack thing, then please put your hand up. We're going to have communion a bit later. So if you need one of those, put your hand up nice and high and the, the stewards will come and bring you a, a pack. And uh, just if you're unfamiliar with those, there are two parts. There's a little top clear layer, uh, film on the top. You peel that back, it reveals the wafer. And underneath that, the silver layer is where you'll get the juice. So no one's needing one that's fantastic very efficient team give yourselves a clap thank you (laughs) revelation 20 verse 6 says blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection for them the second death holds no power see there are two deaths we ought to be aware of two deaths that are spoken of by jesus in the word of god that we need to know about So there's spiritual things. So number one is physical death. Uh, And Jesus experienced that upon the cross. He died physically. Now in the Western world, our culture, our, our, um, our way of life is we want to avoid death. That's why people don't want to talk about death. There's this, this, this thing, oh no, no, don't talk, don't talk to me about that. Don't want to know about that. And, and we have an avoidance of the subject. So people don't like going to funerals. People don't like going to the graveyard. They don't want to be associated anywhere where there is death on the menu. And for good reason. But physical death is what Jesus experienced upon the cross. He died physically. But there's another type of death that, that, that we need to be aware of. And that is a spiritual death. An eternal death. Which is all about being separated from the love of God. Being in a place where God's goodness doesn't exist. So choose to be blessed and holy and share in the first resurrection. That's a choice that we make. Believe Jesus and the second death has no power. The second death has no power when we have things right with God. See, the unfailing love of Jesus lifts us into heaven's dwelling when faithful believers die. We go to a heavenly dwelling. The second death is, is eternal death. Blessed and holy, again, Revelation 26. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. For them, the second death holds no power. I'm going to invite the musicians to come and join me again. I've got a little bit to go, but... See, the good news of the resurrection, of the Easter season, is we share the resurrection... Jesus is our resurrection. See, on the cross, Jesus carried our sin. In the grave, Jesus buried sin. And when Jesus rose from the dead, sin lost all control. So we can live without sin's control in our life. And I I had this image of of losing control in my mind and and the word uh, incontinent came to my mind. And that is that you, 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 know, you, you lose your ability to, to look after yourself. But when we think of that, I, I think we need to, to start the, you know, letting the devil know that. He's lost all control. So when he comes at you and, and wants to, to 
project onto you things like shame and guilt and, and, and worry and, and all that kind of stuff. You need to say, hang on, hold on a minute, G- uh, devil. Hold on a minute, devil. I think you just wet yourself. You have no control. You have no control over me. There's a wet patch in his pants. Go away. He's incontinent. He's lost all control. Is that a great picture? That's awesome. That'd be great for a youth group. I'd really use that there. But the cross is important because it's where salvation starts. Our salvation, our walk with God starts at the cross where Jesus deals with sin. See, the empty tomb is important because it's the power of where we live. It's the power to live daily, living out our salvation. See, unfailing love is given for you today. In John chapter 15, it says, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends, and that is what Jesus has done for us. And sometimes we've struggled with being accepted. Sometimes we struggle to fit into a crowd. We can struggle to feel like, where where do we really belong? But today we can be accepted by God through His unfailing love that's extended to you that's extended to people and Jesus demonstrated his unfailing love and commitment to humanity by offering himself to atone for our sins to pay the penalty for those sins so we don't struggle with sin because the resurrection won we don't live with guilt and shame because the resurrection won we are alive eternally because the resurrection won. Why don't you take the, your, your communion packs there in your hand right now. And I ask you to take your wafer and your, and your, and your juice. And we're going to eat and drink together, reminding ourselves that Jesus has won, that he died and took the penalty for our sins that he defeated death and he rose again that brings us eternal life. I'd just like to, to, to pray. I'm not finished today, but we're going to pray and take communion together and then we're going to continue because I've got a few more points that are really, really powerful that I know are going to change people's lives today with a new spiritual download that is going to be powerful. So Lord Jesus, as I pray, just partake of the, take the communion together. Lord Jesus. We just thank you so much of your unfailing love that you gave of yourself, your body. You gave of yourself upon the cross. You took the burden of our sin so that we could live free. We thank you for the resurrection. We thank you for the power that that, that represents, that that is our power to live against every deception of the evil one. So we thank you for that today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. See, the bread and the juice that we've just partaken of are reminders that Jesus died and rose again for us. If I can just continue briefly, I think the issue that we face these days, that the church faces, is a diminished power of salvation. It's where we have, a, we have an understanding of spiritual things about Jesus. It's in our head, but it's not our heart. And I, I describe it as a cost-me-nothing salvation. 
And so when we live like that, when we have a cost mean nothing salvation and we can continue to sin, uh, to live in a sinful lifestyle. And that comes from the idea that when we think that Jesus somehow makes sin disappear and we sing the song to ourselves, we do a, a, a Whoopi Goldberg experience of Oh Happy Day. I'm a great singer, aren't I? Oh happy day when Jesus washed I'm going, to, I'm going to cut a record. I know you want me to. But, but we can live at that point. And it is a happy day. I'm not diminishing that part. But somehow we think, you know, coming to Jesus, asking him to forgive us of our sins, and, and, and they, they, they kind of just disappear. It just goes off somewhere into, into space. I want to tell you something we, we really need to grasp a hold of this Resurrection Sunday. Sin doesn't disappear into nowhere. It never did and never will. It is put upon Jesus and He bore it Himself. That's the good news. That's the power of the cross. So when we start to realize the gravity, the, 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 just the amazing transfer that Jesus took, our worthlessness, our sin, our shame, the things that we're embarrassed of, and He bore them on Himself, it changes our experience. It changes everything. Sin doesn't disappear into nowhere. It is put upon Jesus and He bore it Himself. And we identify Jesus as the only one who can bear sin. And I know this morning this could get messy and that's okay. But if you need to, maybe you need to repent. Get some things right with Jesus today. Here's where we do that. Perhaps there's some hurts in your life that you think, oh, I've been hurt. I've been disappointed. I felt the, the feelings of you know, being left aside, left out, misunderstood, all those things. The Holy Spirit wants to comfort you today. Make a signal to the Lord that things are going to be different now. Perhaps you've, you've bought into the kind of concept of your Christian experience that, yeah, well, I came to Jesus and all my sins just disappeared. I never really gave it any thought. But I want you to see today your sins carried by Jesus. They don't just disappear. There's a massive cost and Jesus paid it. That means we're going to live totally different. We don't have a casualness towards the call and purpose of God in our lives when we know Jesus paid this huge cost. And I just thought it was just casual. It's not like that at all. Can we please just stand to our feet this morning? As I said, this is going to get messy. It did in the first service, but that's fine. But Jesus wants to minister to people today in the very depths of your spirit. We don't need to go to church for a religious observance. Jesus didn't die for that. He didn't rise again for that. He rose for a spiritual experience of power, of faith, of, of, uh, of just amazing living. But I think that I love telling the story of the woman who went after Jesus, said she'd been sick for 12 years. And she, she pushed through the crowd so that she could touch Jesus. And when she touched him, she was healed. It doesn't say that Jesus looked around and said, hey, you over there, you've been sick for a long time. Come out here, let me touch you. There are certain things that only get activated when we say, I'm going to go after Jesus. I'm going to go after him. I'm not going to be embarrassed. I don't care what anyone's going to think. That's their problem. You'll be set free. You'll have some things broken. You'll let Jesus do the spiritual 
and then you'll live the best physical. So why don't we do that this morning in your own way? I, I do invite you to come. It is like that woman reaching out to Jesus to touch the edge of his gum and say, Jesus, I just want to get closer to you today. Then, you know, in the first service, there were some people just in the aisles kneeling down. If that's what you feel to do, feel welcome. But just respond to Jesus as you need to today because his unfailing love is for you today. If we could just close our eyes right across this place. I'm going to ask if there's anyone here today and you've never had the opportunity to put your faith in Jesus. You've never had the time to ask Jesus to forgive your sins and be your Lord and Saviour. You've never had an opportunity put to you where you can say, Jesus, will you carry my sin? Maybe you've never understood it or realised that Jesus died so you could be free. And you're thinking right now, I want that resurrection power to be in my life. It's a, a, a whole new experience that Jesus wants to take you on. If that's you today, or perhaps you're, you've been away from God, you've wandered away, you've, you've had a relationship but things happen, maybe you, you've had some hurts and some tragedies have happened in your life, Jesus wants to heal you today. Jesus wants to, to pour the oil of the Holy Spirit into, the, into your heart today where the hurt is, where the injuries are deep within us. But He wants to set you free. He wants to put you on the a recipient of the empty tomb of His life becomes your life. If that's you today, I'm going to lead you in a prayer today. And I'd really encourage you to pray this prayer with me. It's not just a, a, a it's not just words on a screen today, but there is power in these words when we allow them to be our prayer. I'm going to pray it, and if you could pray with me, let's start. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sin. I give you my life and I invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.